RV tire safety, severe weather RV camping safety tips, RV campground safety, including crime and security, RV driving safety tips for the driver and passengers, must have RV gear and healthy and safe travels in 2021. All of that and much more on this week's episode of What You Need to Know Now to Be a Safe RVer on the Soul RV Podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Soul RV podcast. I am Mark. And I am Angie with Soul RV. A few weeks ago, we shared our Christmas special with you, as well as our tips for RV camping in the winter. Have you tried winter camping yet? Drop us a line in the comments or email us from our website at soulrv.com and share your experiences with us. We love hearing from you. We also would like to take this time to remind you about our Facebook group that we mentioned in our New Year's episode that we will be using to interact with all of you. We will have polls to participate in, tips and tricks, as Mark calls TNT, and a whole lot more. You can find that Facebook group by simply searching for Soul RV Happy Campers Group. We will provide a link in the description of this podcast as well. We would love to hear from you about your experiences in RV camping. Who knows? Maybe we will feature you in an upcoming episode of our podcast or blog story. So be sure to join our new group on Facebook today and tell your RV camping friends too. Now let's get started with what you need to know now to be a safe RVer, starting with RV tire safety. Tires are always a big conversation piece in the RV world. One of the best things that you can do is check your tire pressure often before you go on a trip. Uh, Check it while you're out driving it. That safety check on the first run is really important. Inspect your actual tires, not only on a travel trailer or fifth wheel if you're pulling one or a motorhome, also on the tow vehicle. Any tire blowout can cause safety issues, so you never want to have that happen. Make sure there's not uneven wear patterns on your tires. Check for separated cords. That'll be one that you'd have to feel the tire to see if there's uneven or irregular wear on it. Dry rotted tires. Tires, just because they have a lot of tread on it, does not mean that that's a quality tire. It can be separating on the inside. There's a DOT number on all tires. You can look that up to see how old they are. Tires actually have what they would consider a shelf life of how long that rubber stays pliable and in good working order. You want to go ahead and replace those tires anytime you're past that just to be safe. Not everybody can go out and just buy new tires. I know that. But at the same time, you do want to be safe to your family with you. You'll want to look at the hubs on your actual trailer. If you're pulling a travel trailer or fifth wheel, make sure that there's no grease seeping out of the center of the hub. Things like that can indicate a bearing going out and superheating the grease and boiling it over to where it pours out of there. Your brakes on a camper are really important. A lot of the times you can ride them a little too hard um, if you don't have it set right or if there's a failure inside. That will heat up the actual uh, brake itself, heating up the wheel, which will actually heat the tire up. And that's one of the biggest cause of blowouts is overheated tires from just drag and wear. So you really want to avoid that if you can. And trust me, on blowout tires, you absolutely have the experience to talk about that. 
Yes, unfortunately we do. (laughs) One thing that I like to have with me is an actual infrared thermometer. That way while you're traveling, if you do have a question or you actually want to know if something's getting hot, you can take out the infrared thermometer. It has a little laser on it. Shine it on a wheel. See if that wheel is getting hot or that wheel bearing itself. It'll give you a temperature reading of it. A lot of them you can get for $15 to $30 on Amazon or eBay. Most of them have like a little uh, grill probe that you can actually use for your grill as well. So it win-win for the <laughs> men out there. Great uh, thing the wives can buy for a husband, <laughs> and it keeps you safe as well. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to discuss a little bit about safety chains. Safety chains are extremely important because they are meant to keep anything you're towing attached to the tow vehicle itself. When hooking these up, you actually want to crisscross them underneath the front tongue of your trailer. That actually creates a cradle underneath. If for any reason you had a catastrophic failure or the tongue came unhitched, the trailer came off, it would actually land on those chains and not just go straight into the roadway, possibly (laughs) stopping the trailer, causing more issues. It's, it's going to be a bad deal if your trailer comes undone, but those safety chains are designed to try and help support the front of that so you can try and make it to a stop. Along with those safety chains, depending on what trailer you have, there will be an added safety feature called an emergency breakaway cable. What happens if that cable gets pulled? It actually applies the brakes on the travel trailer or fifth wheel, toy hauler, whatever you're towing. That way it can try and get your camper, which could be anywhere from a 2,000 to 20,000 pound projectile basically to come to a stop if it were to come unhitched and those safety chains were to come unattached as well. So that's a little backup on uh, a lot of your larger trail trailers. That? that is on the tongue of the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. You'll want to make sure that your actual battery for that system is charged. On a lot of campers, it's the actual house battery. Some campers do have multiple batteries and one dedicated for this. Make sure it's charged. If not, it's not going to apply and work properly. Good thing to check out and make sure it's in good working order. What is your GVWR? That is your actual maximum load that your camper should ever weigh if it was fully loaded. That is what you'd be towing if you were ready to go on a trip and had everything ready to go. Now that is different than the GVW. That is the unloaded trailer weight before you add any cargo. You really want to know both of those weights so you can actually plan on how you load your camper, whether you load things to the front, the back, in the middle, over the axles themselves. Tongue weight can play a significant role on how your trailer pulls, making sure that you have it set up appropriately can determine whether you have a safe drive or not. You can go out to most DOT scales on the interstate and actually weigh these items individually, setting the tongue down on a scale, then the tires themselves with it hooked up to a vehicle. Now that you have the loaded weight of your camper, you can take the appropriate measures to ensure that you have a safe trip. It is time for TNT. Our first tip is an RV campground safety tip to remind you to make sure you put things away at your campsite before you leave, even if you're going to be gone just for a short period of time. There have been many instances where people have gone to the shower house and returned items missing from their campsite. 
RV campgrounds are not generally known for being high crime areas. However, with the increased amount of RVers in 2020 alone, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yes, it is. <laughs> Our second tip is that you should know your surroundings when you go camping. You never know when a weather or medical emergency could arise, and you want to have a good idea of where you are and what's around you if you need to seek shelter or call for help mm -hmm. or what your emergency services like a hospital nearby are. Exactly. Now we're going to talk about severe weather safety in an RV. Depending on where you are in the world, you may have warm, beautiful, sunny weather most of the time. However, we're in the Midwest, and specifically in Kansas, and we live a little bit east of what is known as Tornado Alley. Tornado Alley is an area in the United States where tornadoes are most frequent and can be the strongest. For that reason, and many others, we know the importance of having a weather safety plan in place in the spring and summer months. They say, if you don't like the weather in Kansas, wait 10 minutes, it will change. It absolutely does. Every state in the United States has a weather safety event for the public to gain severe weather knowledge as part of the National Seasonal Safety Campaign. You can check out the dates for your state at www.weather.gov backslash safety backslash events calendar. We will add that to this podcast information as well. As for Kansas, we have an upcoming Severe Weather Awareness Week scheduled for March 1st through the 5th of 2021. Emergency alerts are also important. Having a way to get emergency weather alerts is an important part of RV camping safety. You can get alerts on your cell phone with different weather apps, but what if self-service is down or bad in the area you're staying in? That's why we recommend a NOAA weather alert radio. We use the Midland WR120 NOAA Weather Alert Radio with SAME, also known as Specific Area Message Encoding. Localized programming that locks into your local county's NOAA weather radio signal requiring little programming by the user. This weather alarm also has a battery backup, which is extremely important if you lose power. It is important that you know your location, like Mark said earlier. When RV camping, many times you're not in an area that you are familiar with. Knowing your location on a map, the zip code, the campground name, and your specific campsite number can be very helpful information in case of an emergency. It's also very helpful to have the address of the closest emergency department. We have a free severe weather RV camping info sheet that is printable on our website at solarv.com. We suggest that you print this information sheet, laminate it, and then hang it in a place easily accessible in your RV. You can then use a dry erase marker to easily change the information every trip. We're going to get into RV camping and severe weather awareness much, much more coming up at the end of February and the first week of March 2021, leading up to our local severe weather awareness week that I mentioned earlier that is planned for the first week in March. This week's solely fact is about driving an RV on the highway. A typical RV is around eight and a half foot wide and the typical highway lane is 10 feet wide, giving you only a foot and a half to work with mm -hmm. on either side. I personally use sip -a mirror extensions to see a wider view behind me. My suburban stock mirrors just aren't quite wide enough to give me mm -hmm. a full view of the camper. So I go ahead and put those on and then I can see everything I need to while driving this week's solely current event is about purchasing an RV in the winter. 
RV sales decline the most in December and January. This tends to lead dealers to offer a better discount, making it the perfect time to purchase an RV. Are we if gonna there go? ever is a perfect time. I was going to say, are we going to go look at some 2021 RVs? Nope. Oh, We're good. I think we should. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. Campers are not the most secure in the world like your sticks and brick home. <laughs> the outdoor cabinets are likely keyed the same as about 90% of the other campers in the park that you're staying at. Right. If you didn't know this, you may want to look into it. A lot of people don't know that. Very correct. Yeah. Also, your main door locks can unlock with what they call master keys. If you ever go to a dealership, almost all doors, they could unlock with a set that they have. Never knew that was good information to have. That is why we changed ours to a keypad with a deadbolt with a separate key. You may want to consider switching your outdoor cam locks. You can buy them in sets with a specialty key to where only you'll have that key. It does make it difficult if you were to ever lose it. You'd have to replace them all and drill them out to get it. But if you're in a high crime rate area or you just want to protect what you have and keep it better, might as well change it out and just get it down the road. Mm -hmm. On our door locks, we actually have one that has a keypad to lock and unlock it. So it gives us better access in and out as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys can check out um, a great video that Mark did here recently um, on YouTube and it is about how you changed out that door lock and a uh, great instruction on how you did that. That was on the Soulmobile. Yes, mm-hmm. we did. Had to do a little modification of it. It changed it up to where it had an actual deadbolt uh, included with the latch instead of the original, which was just a closing door with an interior pull lock. Yeah. After watching that video, I actually thought I could go out and change one. I might just try that. <laughs> okay, well, that'll be fine. We have one to put in our travel, travel trailer, trailer once we get it out this year. Exactly. I'll, I, oh, I'm going to regret offering that now. Life and soul of the party. Question one is, what are the top three states for selling the most RVs? Question number two. What is the safest RV to drive? Join our Soul RV Happy Campers group and leave your answers, and we will reveal those answers on our next episode. Now we're going to have some RV driving safety tips for the driver and passengers. Mm -hmm. As the driver in our family, Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I don't allow myself to be distracted. I need to keep my eyes on the road. With everything going around you, with family, pets, everything. Five dogs, a kid, yep, some, a wife having a little panic attack in the back. Something <laughs> falling out of a cabinet. You never right. know what's going to happen. But you really do need to keep your eyes on the road. It doesn't take but a split second if your hand is on the steering wheel and you look over to the left for your hand to move over to the right and get you over into a lane. Mm-hmm. Really need to be cognizant and just focus on driving That needs to be your main focus while you're in that driver's seat. But ignoring the passenger when the back door of the motorhome is opening up is not the time to be completely undistracted. That's why you just have to ask questions. Do you need me to stop? I don't (laughs) need to see what's going on. I just need (laughs) to know what you need. (laughs) Uh, With that... 
the time of day that you travel actually matters. Mm -hmm. uh, statistically, the most accidents happen between one and two on the road. Maybe you want to stay off the road during that time if you're going to be in a peak travel area where there's a lot of traffic going around, people are doing lunches. Just know your plans when you actually want to hit the road and what you're doing. That way you can be cognizant of everything around you while on the road and you don't get stuck in that seven lanes of traffic merging into one while you're in your camper. You know, home. I did not know that about one to 2 PM. Now, you know, we're never going to be driving between one and 2 PM. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Uh, as I said though, traveling at a time of day does matter. Mm -hmm. So pay attention and know what's going on. Yeah. This is for motorhomes that, and for tow vehicles, never slam on your brakes in case you have a blowout on a front tire. Oh, that's such hard hard to do stuff. It really is, but you really need to get yourself ingrained in knowing that if there is a front tire blowout, hitting those brakes will also cause the front of that vehicle to surge down, putting more pressure on that wheel or tire that is blown out, mm. causing it to pull even harder in that direction. That is a really unsafe thing to happen because you're probably going to overcorrect it, and that's when you may flip a vehicle over. Mm. Never want to see that happen. No. The best thing to do, keep your foot on the gas even, or you can start letting it off slowly and then applying brakes. That way you can keep the vehicle under control the whole time. Just a good tip to have. I didn't know this. We've had a lot of blowouts over the years. I have thankfully never had a steer tire blowout. The other ones are bad enough, but just be really careful with that. Also, if you are pulling a vehicle, especially a heavy vehicle, slamming on your brakes, that tow vehicle will generally want to push you along a little yeah. bit. The brakes on that are not designed to stop both vehicles so it will have some push with you so it can go ahead and jackknife you pretty quickly if you want to do an emergency stop just make sure you set up your actual trailer brakes properly before going on that trip you may want to have the gain set up a little bit higher for when you're on the highway in case you hit them or need an emergency stop that trailer has more braking power then while in town, you may want to turn it down when you're in stop-and-go traffic. That way, the brakes aren't applying so heavily and causing it to just jump around so much. Just a little bit of advice for you there. Mm -hmm. On travel trailers, one of the biggest issues that people have is no matter what tow vehicle you have, most of these trailers are starting to weigh you know, upwards of 3,000 to 12,000 pounds. Having the appropriate tow vehicle to go along with that is crucial. With that, the tongue weight is a lot on these vehicles. So they give you an option of putting on what they call a weight distribution hitch. Mm -hmm. This actually puts pressure from the front tongue of the trailer through the leveling hitch throughout the rest of the vehicle to keep the vehicle more level. Doing so will keep it from swaying so bad and from jumping up and down in the back, but they need to be set up properly. If you don't know how to set one up properly and you have one, take it to your local RV dealer. They will go through it with you, set it up. Yeah, there's a charge for it, 
but anything that you pay that keeps you safe is probably preventatively Absolutely. worth it. Absolutely. You don't want to put anybody in danger because of lack of knowledge. Right. Um, there is a lot that goes in with those as well. You have to grease them and keep take care of them and know how it's set up. They also make sway bar controls. Uh -huh. If your camper sways back and forth a lot, you can get controls that will actually lock onto that and keep it from doing so some of these you can't back up with them on so you have to remember that you have it on there and disconnect mm. it before backing into a spot good to know mm -hmm. but it, it is a really worthwhile thing to have it really goes along with your tire and tire safety as well having the proper tires on your vehicle if you're towing another vehicle is crucial. If you have a passenger car tire on it, the sidewall may not be stiff enough and it'll allow the car to flex more back and forth. Also having the proper trailer tire on it can also help in not allowing that sidewall to flex and move around as much there. Mm -hmm. So just keep in mind what you have on your vehicle, preventatively what you can put on it to keep it from swaying or jumping around on you, I personally would recommend the weight distribution hitches and knowing how to set it up properly. Mm -hmm. No safety feature will compensate for all scenarios that you're going to face on the road. Just try and make sure you learn what could happen so that way you know. Pay attention. Look into RVs where you are not allowed to pass through. Mm -hmm. Some RVs carry propane. Most do. Some places will not allow you to travel through tunnels because they're underground and propane would settle there if there was a leak. Um, as everybody saw here with the explosion in Nashville, unfortunately, you know, motorhomes can be used for horrible things. You know, hopefully no one ever has an issue that goes along with it with their propane tanks. But know that you can't travel through some areas. Usually there's going to be a slight detour around it to go with it. If you worry about how and where you can go, there are compatible RV GPS units that you can get that'll travel you throughout your state or where you want to go and avoid those areas. Mm -hmm. Some bridges, overpasses may not be tall enough for you to travel under it. Knowing the width and height of your unit is really important. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the guy that drives through McDonald's in your motor home and takes out the awnings that rather embarrassing for everybody i'm sure we did that not do that that is not us for we, once we have not done that <laughs> but uh I, th I think everybody's mm. went through a drive-through before where they can see a piece of the building that's missing and you know it's a lot now, of times that's not always rvers that have done that that could be maybe not but i'm pretty sure most vehicles just aren't that tall mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh with <laughs> that i'm going to pass it off to angie to go ahead and talk about passenger safety oh passenger safety while riding a motorhome is also important you must try to avoid distracting the driver as mark said as much as possible keeping everyone in the rv motorhome in a safe and secure place is the responsibility of the vehicle owner or driver you will want to review the laws for your specific state regarding seatbelt restraints in an rv in the state of kansas Regular vehicle and car safety laws do apply to an RV in the same way. Keeping children safe in a motorhome is the responsibility of the parent or guardian, and ensuring that they have the proper safety restraints required by law is also our responsibility as parents. We have some recommendations for those of you who have children who tend to become uncomfortable riding in an RV motorhome for a long period of time. Our son is one of them. We use the universal SSAW CASA 
brand seatbelt pillow that provides a comfortable resting or sleeping position for children. It works great for Aiden. Yes, he rides does. up in the front seat of the motorhome with his daddy. He, he is riding shotgun and he is having fun and he's comfortable. And that says a lot because for a child who is typically in a wheelchair and a very positioned wheelchair, he really needs to be comfortable. Yep. It's very important. Additionally, we recommend the Safe Traffic System Ride Safer Travel Vest for children ages 3 years and up and a weight range between 30 and 110 pounds. It is an alternative to the booster seat and car seat and is certified to use in motor vehicles. It meets all applicable FMV SS213 requirements and is legal to use in the state of Kansas. If you're not in Kansas, again, check your state's requirements. The Ride Safer Travel Vest can be used with the Delight Booster made by the same manufacturer for additional support. Now we're going to discuss pet safety in a motorhome. Keeping a pet safe in the motorhome is just as important as other family members. There are pet safety restraints for pets available now and are much better options for those of you who have pets that don't care to be crated for many hours at a time while riding in a vehicle. You simply connect the clip to your pet's collar or harness and attach the universal belt to your vehicle's seat belt. We use them with all five of our chihuahuas and they work great. Remember our story about the door opening on the motorhome? <laughs> I hate to mention that again, but... You will. It, I will all the time. You bet I was extremely happy to have all of those puppies locked into their pet seat belt safely. You may be wondering how we put five puppies into two seat belts. We used a two-way leash coupler for the tinies, our new little baby chihuahuas, and a three-way leash coupler for our other three littles, as we call them, the little bit older puppies. This allows us to have all five pups safe while riding in our motorhome. And like I said, Mr. Aiden, he is sitting in the front seat riding shotgun, so everybody's got a safe place to be. He's safe with dad. Mm-hmm. With mom behind him, too. <laughs> when riding in an RV, a motorhome specifically, it is recommended that passengers stay in their seat for the entire trip. However, many RVers do tend to take a risk and move around a bit in the RV while riding along, going to the restroom, or grabbing a bite to eat. I think we're both a little guilty of that. Well, you're not because you're driving, but I'm guilty of that. I will admit it. I know it's not safe. It's only in emergency situations when I need to get up. Doing this can be dangerous, though, especially if the driver has to hit the brakes suddenly, which somebody tends to do, and should be avoided as much as possible. It is much safer to have the driver pull over at the rest stop. The sole goal is where we discuss how to make your travel goals and where to go, sometimes including stories of our own travels. This week, however, we are reaching out to you, our listeners, for your stories. Do you have a special story about a fun trip you've taken or an exciting or eventful trip you had? Have you been RV camping during the 2020 pandemic or have you been hunkering down? We would love to hear your story or what you have been doing. So please reach out to us and share it. And here's how to share it with us. Head over to our website at soulrv.com. That's S-O-W-L-E-R-V.com. And on a desktop computer, you will see contact us in the upper right-hand corner. Click there. 
On a cell phone or iPad, you will see a drop-down menu labeled by those three little horizontal lines. Click on that, and at the bottom of that drop-down menu, you will also find Contact Us, and click there. Enter your name and email, and then in the subject space, type in My Story. Share your story in the message space provided, or just drop us a line that says, Contact Me for My Story. And we will do just that and then click send. You can also let us know on our new Facebook Soul RV Happy Campers group page. Next, we're going to talk about some must-have RV safety gear. These you can check out on our top 12 RV safety tips article from soulrv.com. Mm -hmm. That will include an RV fire extinguisher, a kitchen fire extinguisher with an aerosol spray, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detector, plug-in option for a carbon monoxide detector, mm -hmm. combination smoke detector and carbon monoxide detectors with, with voice, voice. Yes. an escape ladder, reflective warning road triangles, or a flare kit mm -hmm. in an emergency rescue, stickers labeling out who is normally in an RV or mm -hmm. what so people know, mm -hmm. RV propane gas detector, a plug-in option for a gas detector. Mm -hmm. The reasons for detectors going off in a camper might not always be what you would think. Uh, aerosol sprays and so forth can do these. Air fresheners are horrible yes, for getting Lysol spray. You go spray in that Lysol and it, it knocks The breeze will set time. off your propane yes. detector. It's something else. On this week's segment of Food for the Soul, we have a super simple recipe for a snack or quick lunch while RV camping or at home. It is a recipe for Frito burritos. It's a perfect fast recipe if the power is out at your campground or at home and you need something super simple to make. The ingredients for Frito burritos is one can of Hormel chili, your preference of with or without beans, we prefer no beans, half a can of nacho cheese sauce, flour tortillas, the burrito size, one bag of original Fritos, sliced jalapenos optional but recommended, and sour cream optional. The directions are in a saucepan combine the can of chili and a half a can of cheese. Additionally, you can add the jalapenos for extra spice. Cook those for seven minutes until hot. Add the Fritos and stir. Cook an additional three minutes or until Fritos are warm. Finally, fill the burrito tortilla with the mixture and you can add sour cream for extra flavor. Unfortunately, health issues can arise at any moment and do not care if you are enjoying an RV camping trip or not. RV camping with health issues can be challenging. Mm -hmm. It is no secret that our family has had a lot of medical issues. Mm -hmm. And with our son, we have had to cancel one trip or two while we were out at the lake. Mm -hmm. We have shared that we go into lockdown for many months out of the year. Although we also shared how we have changed that with the purchase of our new motorhome so we can travel during the germy winter months while still protecting our son's health. But this 2020 pandemic has really changed the way many people are RV camping and traveling. How could it not, right? Yeah. Staying healthy is so much more important these days on, on a much, much larger scale. Many concerns people are having with RV camping during this pandemic time is the 2020 isolation is starting to stretch into the 2021 year. People are frustrated with RV camping and not having the typical interactions that they have with other campers at the campground. Some are saying that they are not able to go to restaurants and special locations like they normally would plan to while out traveling. 
We are wondering how is the pandemic affecting your RV travels? What do you think RV camping will look like in 2021? We would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. So head over to our Facebook group, the Soul RV Happy Campers Group, and join us in this discussion on 2021 camping. That is going to do it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have answered a few of your questions about camping safety. We want to quickly remind you to join our new Facebook group, Soul RV Happy Campers Group. And also remind you to share your RV camping stories with us. Mm -hmm. We would love to feature you in an upcoming episode of the Soul RV Podcast. Mm -hmm.